0: You made too big of a drink?
1: Yeah, I realized after I made it, it says served for two. Uh Uh-oh. Well.
0: Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Whee! Yep. All right, let's do this. Three, two, Sexy. (laughs) Finicky Podcast! It's me, Julian, the commissioner, here in the last moments between free agency and the NFL combine, begging Finicky listeners to pay attention because this is where the differences are made. When we get to draft time, I plead with you pay attention. And I'm joined by Jake the Snake. Snake, you're paying attention. You got it all dialed in. Yeah, I kinda, kinda good, kinda good. Fair, it's fair. Maybe,
1: yeah. It is a weird time of the year for sports, I will say. It's a great time for Cougar basketball, except for that last game.
0: But that's right, except for the last game. We we had beers for Arizona. That was the game to have beers for. Uh, and then we didn't have Bears for Arizona State, but it's so funny because like, isn't it? I watched the Creighton game. They just beat UConn as number one, and then they blew it against somebody. I don't remember what their name. Is. It's like, yeah, once you beat a really good team, and we'd have to ask Bottom about this. He knows about basketball. But when you beat a you beat a top five team, it feels like yeah, maybe they take the next week off. Probably unadvisable. I wouldn't. I would not coach my team to take the next week off. I can tell you that I'd say, okay hey guys, let's not do that. That would be my input.
1: I think that it's a, it's a very coog thing that they just accomplished. And it's, it's heartbreaking because you're like, we kind of all knew that the deep down that this was a good possibility that that would happen. And it did. And it's sad. And but now it's still in a good place, but like ultimately, like it was just like, ah gosh, would have been really nice to see the rankings come out on Monday with us have winning of won both of those games.
0: And a full sweep, a full sweep. And like, but that's true, but honestly, like, let's say you get the full sweep. Well, it feels great in the moment, but then if you lose to whoever after that, that all goes away. But like the Arizona wins wins, plural. They stand and like, yeah, you know it, it is all about the uh it is all about the uh, winner. Um the the bit where they like and during the the bracketology and all that, they show like key wins and it shows Arizona times two, especially if Arizona's in one seed. And it's like, yeah, you're in college basketball, your season gets condensed down to your four biggest losses. And your four biggest wins. And losing to Arizona State does not – it's not there. It doesn't really matter. Like, a five seed and a three seed. Meh. You know, it's like, meh. Like, what's the difference? Meh. I don't know. I bet on five seeds all the time.
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, just even when that sample – example bracket or whatever that was posted today
0: which could have been pure propaganda pure propaganda
1: yeah i mean us as a five seed is like oh man like that's i'll take that
0: in spokane five seed in spokane i'd bet on me if i had never heard of us if i found out that an hour away from our university we are going to be a five seed playing what I'm pretty sure is a fictional school. I know this is jinxing, but I don't think Stanford is real. It sounds so similar to Stanford. It's like when that fake high school played a football game on ESPN. Like, I'm pretty sure they're not even real. It feels like someone's trying to pull a fast one. Like, you know, it's
1: like when, uh, you know, like – you know, in fantasy football when you there's like a, a Jay Williams and you're like, Oh, oh, you know, this is a good this is the good one, but it's actually the bad it's one. This the
0: bad the one, right. The the yeah. the wrong Stanford. B. Robinson, which actually was flipsy daisies in, in our fantasy, but like uh, yeah. yeah like B
1: Robinson, that's a perfect example
0: right there, right? B. Robinson. Yeah, we want yeah you know, we're afraid of Stanford, but we're not so afraid of Samford, which sounds like the Walmart version. Of Stanford. And then they show up and all the players are named, like, they look old and they're named Tracy McGrady. And it's yeah. scary. Yeah. The thing is,
1: those, those are the teams, though, that I will say, those are the ones that are a little bit scary. Because you don't know much about them. It's they're t- usually the best school in their small region. Nobody's and transferring.
0: Nobody's and, yeah, transferring. They're, so all they're all the from there. And
1: they live there forever. Of. They'll die there. It, it it gives me visions of Oral
0: Roberts. Oh, you don't want to play from time gone past, Roberts. you know? Yeah, and uh, I 100 agree. That is true. I'm terrified yeah, so of Sanford. I'd much I, rather play I, like, uh, I don't know. I was gonna say Arizona State, but that doesn't really apply. But like, yeah, like a like a like a popular school. That's just not seated well this year because I don't know, a lot of those guys might be thinking, yeah, I'll play Penn State next year. You are like eh, I'll move up. I'm not gonna do this anymore. This is a waste of my time.
1: Yeah, like a like a like a a bad year Kentucky. Well you it's know? the bowl
0: game mentality, right? Like yeah. you you don't you wanna play if you're in the sugar bowl, you wanna play a Texas team that was supposed to make the Rose Bowl but didn't. You don't wanna play like a white hot UCF who thinks they should be national champions. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's a bowl game mentality. Yeah. Yeah, so, but the fact that I didn't even
1: know that Spokane was hosting games this year, and that's actually kind of exciting. And if, by a chance, Wazoo actually does do a game. You just got to be,
0: like, the highest-ranked five seed, which is like, yeah, give me that. Give me that. Give me that. I'd and- rather be the highest-ranked five seed than, like, the lowest-ranked, I don't know, other
1: High yeah, like if we and if we could be in Spokane, like that's I think actually something that we should look at.
0: We should invest up. in that. We should just win and lose just enough to get to that point. And maybe that's what we're doing already. Maybe we're just we're just talking it out. Maybe we're just like they yeah. If you know what, if, F- probably fans of the pod, Kyle Smith, whole whole WSU basketball friend, probably huge fans of the finicky football podcast are probably like yeah, these guys get it.
1: And that's maybe the plan all along. Maybe that's just it. Maybe that this is just, we just need to get into that Spokane Mm -hmm. part Mm -hmm. of the
0: bracket. That's right. Um, Well, that's a priority. Okay. So we figured out all the basketball. We could be a five seed in Spokane. Why, you know. Why be a three seed anywhere else? I get it. That makes more sense. Um, So you, uh, dad-wise, you're just dadding. You're just doing dad stuff. Uh, uh, Yeah. I am solo Emily left for San Jose today and we'll be back on Wait. Thursday and I am glad to say right now because she's probably listening to the pod on her flight back from uh, from San Jose that the house is not on fire so good <laughs> Big win, house not on fire, been alone for several hours, kids asleep, nothing burning. Pretty, I mean, I applaud myself. That's so what I yes.
1: do. No, oh, I applaud you, I think. God. The fact that you are even in this state and are hosting a pod is a big win for you, Julian. Nice. Congratulations.
0: Right. This will not be used in evidence against me in the moment of tragedy or anything. I'm just here having a pod while the kids are presumably asleep. There yeah, they
1: up right now juggling knives, and we <laughs> just we have no I idea. I would
0: hear that. You can't juggle knives that silently. I may have to dip out occasionally pod to make sure they're not juggling knives. But outside of that, I think we're doing okay. Moose is snoring. Great guard dog. We're doing awesome. <laughs> um, uh, What else? Oh, yeah, we should also be uh, – if we have any Broncos content, we don't want to get her too fired up on the plane home. I don't need her to – but we do have headlines. We have headlines. We have news. We've got finicky news. Lyle remembers the punt god. The punt god out of San Diego State, uh, who was drafted as a sixth round to the Bills and then charged with uh, several uh, unattractive crimes. I don't know what the word is. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say the R word. They were were not good crimes. Yes. Uh, Not one of those, like, cool crimes. This was a not cool crime. However, not guilty. Not guilty, the punt god. Doing great. Winner. Don't know if that will age terribly, but he is now on the Chiefs. The punt god to the Chiefs. I only bring this up. Because special teams, obviously, a big part of Finke. And also, this would have been huge in the moment. If last year, Matt went to the Chiefs, we would have... Oh, our our, our minds are Super Bowl champions. We would have all put down Chiefs Super Bowl winning bets then and there. So, now that it's happening, a year after his freedom from the uh, accusations... We we're defending him. Uh, what are you thinking? Do you think? I mean, they have a punter. Do you think he's actually going to make the team? I mean, it's just so weird that the Chiefs are so aggressive. Am I missing something? Is it Tommy Townsend? He's a good punter. I don't know. What are we? I think he's. Uh,
1: I think I looked it up. I think he is a. Uh, I think he's a free agent. So I think that this is uh, adios, Tommy Townsend.
0: Okay. But,
1: um but that being said,
0: like, wait, wait, wait! Breaking news: Tommy Townsend on the market. <laughs> Woo! And you could not even imagine replacing Tommy Townsend, huge leg, with the punt god, greater leg. How do the Chiefs keep doing it?
1: I mean, they're just playing their own version of finicky, apparently. Oh, they damn. just, they're trading in the number, their number two for a number one or however, you know, they're looking at the, uh, you know the 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 rankings and they just they're just giving that one little bit of an edge but you know with the the thing is about the the punter and the in the chiefs the chiefs are an offense that doesn't punt very often and i mean they did actually more the, this year than previous years but but when it's free i mean it's uh, a
0: free punt god i i just feel like i now have a new reason To watch the Chiefs, and uh, all right. So today's pod with Taylor Swift. It has nothing to do with. I am so now disinterested with Taylor Swift. The punt god is in town. Okay, the star of the city is not Mahomes. It is not Kelsey, and it is not T Swift. This is the punt god we're talking about, and he, again, Zach, legally. Acquitted. He is not guilty, Zach. I know he's, he's, he's probably growling about this somewhere. I know he Maybe he'll bring up something and make me regret this entire rant. Uh, it's totally within the realm of possibility. Have not uh, researched this at all. But I want to use this as an example. The punt god going to Super Bowl winning Chiefs is an example, infinicky, kind of, sort of, maybe... Of a, it's a, when the best player goes to the best team, that is what I would call worst case scenario, greatest possible fear. So that's what this pod is going to be about. As Combine is around the corner and free agency looms, we're going to talk our greatest fears going into the official 2024 offseason. Or is it 2025? I don't even know. Um, I well, want to go
1: back. Back. I don't actually know. I. No I, one I actually. That's a good question for you. Do, do we talk about this season as? This is the 2024 the season. the Super Bowl
0: we're... is in 2025, yeah. but the rest of the season is in 2024. So what do you do there? What do you do? I don't what, know. What I don't do do think life? I've ever
1: really cared enough to really look it up. But I've never known. Like Here, it's just. Oh, one of those. you know
0: what? I just figured it out. It's Madden 25. So this is it's the twenty twenty-five season. Madden has now dictated it. This is the twenty twenty-five season. Okay. Well Madden right. spoken, we and
1: therefore it is the law.
0: Yeah, because Madden twenty-four came out last year. The next Madden will be twenty-five. So and it's funny because I think there was a Madden twenty-five, which was the Madden twenty-fifth anniversary, which is I don't think they thought this through. Anyway, Madden twenty-five here we go. No, sorry. The season of 25 uh, greatest fears. I want to go back and forth where we did. When we got beers for the Coug game, we talked about this. So we we're fully prepared on our doomsday scenarios. My uh, my example when I talked to you about that drunkenly during the Coug basketball game was the McCaffrey to the Niners. When that happened... Everyone in the coo- in the Seahawks kind of just like, uh, like ah, that's not what I wanted. You know, he could have gone anywhere, and that's where he went. That's not what I wanted. That is a worst possible scenario. And look, at it it's been pretty bad. Like now, the Niners have that, and if they didn't have that, maybe none of this other shit would be happening. Uh, but. There's, it could always get worse, you know. And like KD going to the Warriors, that one's for bottom. That's another example of like a great player going to the greatest team, or just like a perfect fit type of scenario. Uh, an absolute Damian Lillard going to the Bucks. Oh, bottom would love that comparison. I don't know if it's actually working out for the Bucks. We have to bring bottom back because I refuse to watch the NBA until yeah. it's the playoffs. But maybe, maybe that's working out too. But it's just an absolute shift in the tide. With those kinds of moves. Um, Snake, I got too many of these things. Uh so I was gonna let you go first, and then I'll let you know if that's one of the ones that I well, had. Uh, well, gonna give you me a lot, side effect.
1: If you have a lot, why don't you go first? Because I have I have a few. I don't have a ton. So why All don't right, you start
0: then, I Hope I don't have one of yours. Okay, I'll pick one that maybe you don't have. Here we go. Yeah. One of my nightmare scenarios. This one's actually kind of popular, but just because the Chiefs are the scary thing, I'm sure you have a Chiefs one. It's Mike Evans to the Chiefs. I don't like that. I don't want that to happen. And I would feel like I know he's in the AFC, but he, it doesn't, I don't know if the Bucs are going to resign him. And he's just so good. If he went to the Chiefs, I feel like it would kind of like throw off this balance that we have of like him. <clears throat> Mike Evans is on the bucks. So the bucks are good, but they can only be so good. And then like the chiefs before they won the Super Bowl, were well, like, well, at least he doesn't have any quarter wide receivers. He can only be so, they can only be so good. I feel like that fucks that whole thing up. Uh, did you have a chiefs one or did you have that exact one? I did have a chiefs one. I actually
1: have a uh, one with Mike Evans and then I have a separate one with the chiefs. So we'll, well do knock Kevin- him out. Let's see what we got. So, um for me I thought with the Chiefs um as uh is uh, Hopkins I oh, thought Hop. I thought DeAndre Hopkins going to the Chiefs is like because obviously I, I think he still is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL I really do believe that I think that the Tennessee Titans is not a good fit for him he's right. In there, and, but he's actually shown that he has been pretty good there considering the fact that his quarterback sucks. He's done really whoa, good. Whoa,
0: in, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not speak about Will Levis so negatively. Well,
1: I, I, you know what? I don't think of Will Levis. I've been thinking about Tannehill. But the, he did have that one game with Will Levis right off the bat that was incredible. Chemistry. And, they were hot yeah.
0: together. So hot. But
1: I just look at, like, to me – DeAndre Hopkins going to the Chiefs is like his stock is as low as it's probably ever been. There's no better time for him to go there. Mm -hmm. He's more of a possession receiver. That's what Patrick Mahomes needs. Right. And
0: he wants a Super Bowl.
1: He wants a Super Bowl. He wants to win. I just like that one just, I guess. It yep. is scary and kind of like, oh gosh, you know, because I do think it's a it's a viable, viable thing. Now, to pivot a little bit, when I think of Mike Evans, I where I think as a I guess is a good landing spot, but also like would be a scary thing is him going to Baltimore. Oh. I, think, I think Baltimore has the pieces of a really, really good team. And you put Mike Evans, who's humongous and he's consistent and now you have Flowers on one side. You've got Evans on the other side. You've got a tight end in the middle. You've got a MVP quarterback. Their running game is – it is what it is. But, yeah. you know, their defense is incredible. I don't know if it still will be when we stole their, their coach away from them. But that one would be a pretty scary spot for Mike Evans to land, in my opinion.
0: All right. Well, are you had – so yeah, I agree with the – obviously – X wide receiver going to the chiefs is scary. I was hoping that the Titans would, would really build around Levis. I was hoping for the year of Levis actually before, and I had to scratch this one, but before T Higgins got tagged and maybe it's, he could still get traded even though he's tagged. I was hoping for a T Higgins because you know, the offensive coordinator from uh, the Bengals is now the head coach over there. And it's like, bring T Higgins with you. Bring in T. Higgins, keep D-Hop, put what's-his-face in the slot, and, like, make this the year of Levis, you know? The year of Levis. I was excited for that. I think that if you bring in, you know, it's it's proven that with today's NFL, if if you've got top-tier wide receiving core, you can make not just, like, Bad quarterbacks, but like just like you know, you can make almost anyone a good
2: quarterback.
0: Jake Browning was successful on the Bengals, roughly, and and that was their offensive quarter that made it happen. I think he could do it with Levis. I was hoping for that. As for the Ravens, I did not have them getting another wide receiver because I think the wide receivers are are good and young and developing, uh, and Zay Flowers is going to be the dude. I had King Henry. King Henry is my nightmare scenario uh, because there's so many running backs going to the Raven or to the, to the NFL as a whole. We've got Jill Mixon. We've got Josh Jacobs. We've got King Henry, Austin Eckler. Um, I think I'm still, oh, Saquon Barkley probably. Like, these are five top five former like fantasy football picks, and they're all going to be free agents. And I think that, you know, Josh Jacobs would get a contract. Austin Eckler, maybe Uh, Joe Mixon, maybe like there's a lot of maybes. I feel like Derrick Henry could get lost in the mix and could go to the Ravens for roughly peanuts because they are that championship team that could win it. And they're the only team there like J.K. Dobbins is toast. So like the Gus bus has not taken you to the promised land. Derrick Henry, holy shit. Can you imagine being afraid of the power of Derrick up the middle or the speed and quarterback ability of Lamar on the outside? Like, no thank you. And that's, again, still in the AFC, so I'm not, like, fully afraid of it. This is my first tier of fear. Uh, But that one, well, these I'll are
1: all I'm scared you. of. I'll take your Derrick Henry there because I do actually think that is a, that is a scary spot for it. And I will make it a little bit more scary because I do think if you put Derrick Henry on the Cowboys Ooh. and you re-signed, you re-signed Pollard.
0: Yeah. As, um, and is he so even, you, does he need a new, is he a free agent as well? Is he another yeah, free agent running back? A, holy shit. I think he was a
1: franchise tag or he was uh because God. he had that broken leg. And so God. they like, and so obviously they have Dak, they have Ceedee lamb who is at least if not the best, he's in the top three wide receivers in the NFL. Their offensive line is really good. Their defense is great. I think if you put, you re-sign Pollard to approve it deal and then you sign Derek Henry. So you've got this power, you've got this speed. Yeah. It's, I know they talked a lot about that. It's, with the trade deadline this previous year, that Derek Henry would be a great fit for Dallas. I think that if he was to sign there, that would be scary. It would be scary for the NFC because it's you know I mean yes he's old but now you he's put him thirty. With,
0: he still led the league in carries last year and, and he's, if you can fit him under their cap.
1: Powerful. I to me look at that as being kind of one of those really scary places to have. Uh, him be in the NFC.
0: I agree. I'd rather him stay in the AFC. Um, yes. But yeah, there's a lot of running backs flying around, and it's uh, Josh Jacobs landing wherever he lands is scary. But you just assume that his price tag will be too high for him to go to any contenders. So it does make Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler kind of like, ooh, is someone gonna get him for a deal? Um, all right. Do you what? Do you have a next one that you're like, I want to chomp on this one? Or do you want to react to the next one? What do you got?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I can, I, can, I can put another one out yeah, there. Yeah, do it. Think, put it out cause there. Because while, while we're talking about these running backs, because I do think that these the running backs are a really interesting um, – because. The, rarely have we seen such high profile running backs be available. I mean, Five we're talking
0: six right, of them. Sounds yeah, like. these are, these are
1: guys that are not just like, I mean with Christian McCaffrey, that what was so r- weird about that was that he really wasn't available and the Niners made him available, but on the market this year, very possibly able to sign with any team are some high profile running backs. And I look at Saquon Barkley and you said Josh Jacobs is. And so this is kind of going to be a a, a, a two deal. Like you said, also, though, is I don't know if Josh Jacobs is going to price himself out of this. But if either one of them goes to the Packers, mm. I think
0: actually. Wait would be a if, second. They have Dylan and they have Aaron Jones.
1: Dylan sucks and Aaron Jones gets hurt all the time. <laughs>
0: That's so much money at the running back
1: position.
0: This yeah, is but- a Madden move.
1: This is a Madden move, but if if you if Saquon Barkley went to the, I mean, you wanted me to find the place. No, where this I'm is it's, it's explosive. If I will Barkley say the, goes
0: to the Packers. That would be scary. That would be scary. They can afford it, and if he gets hurt, they're still fine. No, that's scary. I'd be scared if they somehow figured it out. I can't imagine a more against the grain move. And that would terrify me. That would absolutely terrify me. I'd be like, yeah. what do they know that we don't know? Yeah. Well, I know that Saquon
1: Barkley is not the best picture of health, but he is also much better than both of their running backs. So right. I think that, you know. It's, Saquon, it's
0: the timing doesn't line up, but like, what is it? Pennsylvania. I always thought, like, if he ended up in the Steelers uniform, I'd just feel like we're all fucked somehow. It's like how McCaffrey went back to San Francisco. Like, you somehow get Saquon. But he's not like he grew up there. But, like, I don't know. Just, like, that kind of shit always scares me. I do. Yeah. I mean, those guys, they can change the tide. Totally agree. And, honestly, uh, the Texans are one of the only teams I feel like can afford one of these guys. But also Singletary and Damon Pierce, they have such good guys already. I don't know. After that, I'm out of running back ideas. This is an idea. The Dolphins need something, but you can't quite figure out what it is. And I have a proposal that I don't know how it would work. But he's a free agent, technically, if no one signs him. Chris Jones to the Dolphins. I had that one. You had that one? We did this together? No,
1: I had that one because I, I also was with you. I feel like
0: oh shit, did I say this when I was drunk? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. I think that
1: we were just on the same level. Oh, Maybe good. you did, and I just uh, pocketed it in my drunken purse Perfect. and I uh, right you pulled in your it out. drunken purse. Yeah, um, but uh. But I, I, I fully agree with that, and I think that it's because the fact that their offense is not the area that I think needs help. It's their defense needs a little bit more of, like, something that's consistent. And, the and defense,
0: they, have- they have so much money over there, but they're yeah. all young or injured or blah, blah, blah. They just need, like, you know, that's the beauty, and it probably will never change, but the beauty of the Chiefs is that they've got their leader on offense and a leader on defense and it's like if you can get that leadership if they're able to pay for it and they'd have to pay for it get oh, that yeah. leader on defense and it's chris jones like i mean i get it you could bring in bobby wagner and hope that he does it and you can afford that but like man chris jones super bowl whatever champion chris jones oh, do it it just it just Depends
1: on how, I mean, because here's the thing. Yes, you could bring in a Bobby Wagner. You could bring in a, uh, you know, an older person, uh, you know, someone like who's- T.J. Watt is never going to hit could the, bring in
0: a, Like, those guys aren't available. They never will be. Like, Chris Jones could be if you just made the godfather yeah. offer.
1: Exactly. And where, like, this is, they've never had, I mean, honestly- they have to be looking at they've been in the division with the patriots for ever and this is their chance they've got to take an opportunity to you know you know i mean the bills they could have a major shakeup of things this year, and this is their chance. Like, they, they have – Tua's is going to probably re-sign there to a very team-friendly deal.
0: How would you and, feel about that? Do you think he'll take a team-friendly deal? I don't I don't know how I, I feel think about Tua. Agent
1: is going to want him to, but I don't think he has the – I don't think he has the tape to show that he can get the deal that he would want. No. And so the best thing that he would do would maybe sign – I don't know, like maybe a – like a Geno Smith type of a deal.
0: But it's so crazy that – well, no, there's no way he'll take that much. He he was literally one of the – like, numbers-wise, his agent has all the fuel he needs to do this because durability was the question. He didn't get hurt last year. But it's like you, you have the same questions about the Dolphins as you do about the Niners. Do you need a top-five quarterback money-wise to make this work? And –
1: Yeah, but they very well could just say, well, we'll take that money and we'll go get Kirk Cousins, and we will do exactly what we wanted to do but with Kirk Cousins this time. You know, like I just think that there's – Yeah, yeah. I I mean, that's – I mean, I'm not an agent. I don't know, you know – You couldn't To me, I just think as the Dolphins, they – I think that they've got to be scared with Tua. Tua's injury history is is obviously terrifying. And, yes, he did play a whole season, and he did play well, but he played – not as good as he did in his injury shortened season the year before. So right. you have this kind of weird situation to where like he did well, but was he just kind of managing the game? He it, wasn't. Is it, like, is it
0: so crazy that him and Jalen hurts are kind of having the same questions, even though they're completely different. Yeah. players? And if you're just looking for a game manager, I'd rather have Kirk cousins or, Perfect. or if you brought in a, I don't know, a Michael Penix or a, yeah. or a Bo Nix. Like, honestly, I don't like Michael Penix. I understand that he has faults. I don't know if his faults are all that different from Tua's faults. I really don't. Yeah. I don't know how different those faults are. No,
1: and, and they could save themselves significant money in that. Yeah. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that would open the window I, for I four
0: just... years.
1: And that's why I just look at – I feel like Tua's best – I don't think Tua's going to be getting big money from any other team. I think that the most money he's going to get is from the Dolphins. I think the they Raiders got... would
0: pay him. I think the Raiders oh, would
1: pay no, him. No, Raiders actually wouldn't be a bad place for you him. You've got to think draft, about really. teams
0: that have just struck out on the draft. Do you think Sean Payton would like Tua? Do you think that the Raiders would like Tua? Like Those are the teams that would be like – let's lock down quarterback and let's figure everything else out. Cause that's what we're good at. The thing is yeah. the dolphins similar to the 49ers are the inverse of that. They're like, let's I've got quarterback. I can do that. Let's figure everything else out. Give me the three best wide receivers and tight ends. You've ever heard of give me uh, the hall of fame left tackle and a number one overall pick Def- You know what? Shit. Two number one overall picks defensive ends, and, uh, I don't know, about $90 million worth of defensive tackle. And I think maybe – oh, wait, no shit. I'm going to need the best middle linebacker in the league right now. That's what I'm going to need. I'm going to need that too. And then I think maybe I can make the Super Bowl and lose. I think I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so,
1: I I, I mean – Chris Jones, though, there, I do believe is a uh, – Culture a- change. A- Everything – I- because I think, regardless of what they do at quarterback, they need to do. They need to get some consistency. They need something to be excited about on defense. Chris Jones is, I feel like, yeah. is going to be the crown jewel this year. Of, he's going to make so much money. It's totally. I mean, he took a gamble on himself. He, you know, if remember, he held out, yeah. and so and he won a Super Bowl again. And so he, I, he could try to go back to the the you know, to the chiefs, but I don't think, I don't think, I think it's done. I think he's going to, he's going to take the biggest deal he can get,
0: but you would take Tyreek on offense. You've got Jaden on offense. You've got young HN, you've got Tunsell on left tackle. You've got, um, Oh God, who am I thinking about? Who's the corner? Who was it? The Rams and was Jalen Ramsey? Yeah. And then you've Jaylen? got uh, Chris Jones in the middle, along with J- a young Jalen Phillips recovering from injury, Bradley Chubb, Oh, Javon Holland, one of the best free safeties in the league. Like, you've got talent. Just like build at it. Like you don't need to pay Tua. And then see what happens. Because if Tua can't win with that team, maybe you do let him go. And maybe you throw a dart at a, either a free agent, the same way the C Octavo Geno, or you bring in, yeah. I mean, shit, could Mac Jones with that team win with that team and and That roster or if Justin Fields busts out whoever trades for him, could you? I mean, there's a million possibilities. All right. Right.
1: And they need to also be looking at in their own division. You know, the teams to beat, you know, it's the Bills. They need to, you know, they need to focus on defense to beat the Bills. Right. You know, they need to like and we don't really know what to think about the Jets with um you know, with Rodgers. And yeah. the truth is, is that you put Rodgers in there and maybe then Jets have a really good offense. They have one of the best running backs in the league and they have one of the best wide receivers in the league. We don't know. And so you kind of counter all of that by putting the one of the best defensive players in the league on your team. And it just, it works good. And it's it's a scary spot for him to be, I think, personally. But
0: Love it. All right. Let's talk because we don't know what happens with Kirk. So let's snap on that. I'm sure both of us had a scenario with Kirk. What's your scariest Kirk scenario? And then I'll go my scariest Kirk scenario. Um, My scariest Kirk scenario was the Denver Broncos. Whoa! Now Emily is listening. Talk to me. I think because...
1: I think that with Russell, I think that they thought they were going to get a little bit more consistency with him. Now, I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan. Let me make that very clear. I'm not. I think he's fine. I think he's he's oatmeal, right? He's just kind of there. He just is. He's,
0: it's the most racist no one, thing you've ever said about Kirk Cousins. Calling I'm
1: him oatmeal? It's only racist because he's white. And... <laughs> But I'm white, so it's not racist. I'm just talking about him as being just kind of blah and just being kind of a standard breakfast meal that no one's excited about. But you know what? It does the job. It feeds the family. The kids are fine with it. I didn't
0: mean to go into depth in this. Yes. All right. Oatmeal. (laughs) Kurt Oatmeal
1: Cousins. Anywho. So you put him. Because I do think that one of the things about Denver and they showed with the fact that they were able to turn around, even with Russell Wilson last year, Russell Wilson's gone. We know that he's gone. There's no Emily
0: awaits more details on his departure, but I can tell you that she is following it very accurately. He is not gone yet, but he should be gone soon. But But the thing is, is that I look at it, is that they have. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're going pause. Pause. We've got a special guest calling in from San
2: Jose, Emily. <laughs> Hello. Is that my favorite guy?
0: Yeah, it's me uh, and, it and Jake. It's, it's Jake, too. It's Snake Aww, and me. Oh,
2: no. It's both my favorite guys. Bye,
0: guys. <laughs> we, just, were ju- I'm we were just talking about the I'm Broncos. Sorry to
2: crash your pod. I was just calling to say goodnight and I love you.
0: Snake just talked about. His pick for the scariest place for Kirk Cousins to end up is Denver.
2: What? No, I think that's the best place for anyone to end up.
0: Well, it's scary for, like, Seahawks who, like, want to win the Super Bowl. He says, like, the best, the team that would probably... Oh, have
2: the Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, okay.
0: All right, so you agree with him. You wouldn't pick a team like the Steelers or the Falcons.
2: Right. I, I yeah, I would agree with him.
0: Wow. All right. Was, you feel like you didn't even think about it. You just went straight, went for it. So Kirk Cousins. Because
2: well, we, we've been talking about Kirk Cousins going to Sean Payton and how it would require a force of nature and it would probably result in something great for the both of them. All we've right. We've been talking about that, you and I.
0: I know, I know. But I also said that there's absolutely no way in hell they can afford him. Have you heard anything different?
2: And with the cap increase, yeah, maybe it could happen. I don't know. I still don't think it would, but I don't know. We'll see.
0: I don't know. I we'll see. It'd make Marvin Mims more attractive.
2: Oh! and Oh, and did you see what Sean Payton... I sent you some I, sound bites from yeah. Sean Payton's conference about... Mar- he loves Marvin Mims. He basically threw Russ under the bus saying the only reason Marvin Mims didn't do better this season was because of Russ. Right. Marvin Mims was built to be a... uh I don't know who's a uh, who's who's a Tyler Lockett is Ladainian Tomlinson a thing?
0: He he was a, a he was a very big thing, but he's a running back. He was a running okay, back.
2: Well th- okay, well then that's the wrong name. What name am I looking for?
0: Tyler Lockett.
2: Well, yeah. Okay, so yeah, obviously we love Tyler Lockett, but he he's not quite yet like a. Hall of Famer. Is he?
0: Oh, think? you think that Marvin Mims is a Hall of Famer?
2: Well, Marvin Mims has been in the league for one year, but I think Sean Payton thinks he's a Hall of Famer, and that's what counts.
0: Wow! The Finne- Okay, draft alert! <laughs> wait a minute! We've a got minute. Marvin okay. Mims as a Hall of Famer!
2: <laughs> Update your draft boards, everybody! Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Because I called you on the telephone. I, okay, I just want to say to the listeners, I am on the telephone with my husband. I thought we were on a phone call, and you are giving me podcast voice. No. Are you broadcasting this? Yes.
0: Yeah, I thought that was what? clear. Yeah, because of the voice and the and the Jake and the lightning. Oh my And the lightning. Fuck. I thought the lightning was a dead giveaway. <laughs>
2: No, I don't hear lightning. I, whatever you're, whatever you're like doing on your like cute little computer, I, I don't hear it. Julian. I'm literally just hearing your voice.
0: Oh well, all right. Well then, yes. Yeah, no, it, it's been fabulous content. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to contribute. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about the upcoming free agency and/or NFL no, Combine? I
2: want to go to bed. Oh, I want right. to Continue ignoring you. All right. All right. Great.
0: This is going great then. Okay, well, that's good. Hey, I love you. Thank you for calling. This has been awesome.
2: I love you very much and I miss you so much. And I can't wait to come home and have fun with your stupid little footballs. Stupid little and footballs. I love you. Okay.
0: All right. Well, thank you for visiting the Finicky Podcast. Thank you for giving me a call.
2: Okay. Uh, good Finicky and good night.
0: <laughs> oh, she nailed it. She nailed the ending there. That was good. I missed the ending. A lot. I don't do it well. All right. Well, that's... Insight. I feel like there's two things. Uh,
1: first off, I said lightning and I realize now that that was stupid. That'd be lightning. the thunder. That, that th- yeah,
0: should no one else called you on it.
1: That's but I weird. also believe that we just got a little bit of uh, the, the finicky family got a little <laughs> bit of a view of your, your guys' pillow talk right there. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds Thank too you much. for bringing us into your life. Yeah, that's too much. I can imagine uh, there's a lot of Marvin Min talk before <laughs> you both fall asleep and Who uh, doesn't
0: talk about Marvin Mims and pillow uh, talk? Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, I love, I love, I I do like uh, the idea of Kirk going to obviously working with Sean. And I do believe that, I mean, everyone's talking about like JJ McCarthy or something to Sean and to the Broncos at 12. And it's like, I can't imagine them taking a rookie quarterback. I don't think Sean Payton is a rookie quarterback guy. He doesn't, he
1: doesn't. I, in my opinion, I also I, I don't think he has the patience for trying to trying to. He also needs to win now. He yeah. he doesn't he he doesn't need the. JJ McCarthy is not going to be a guy who you can count on winning right now. He's a guy who I think can be. Excuse me, he can be successful, but I don't think that he is a drop into a place and win at that moment in time kind of a player.
0: I honestly see, and uh, I, I'm glad I didn't say this with Emily on the phone because it would have extended it. I honestly see twelve being a pick that they use for value. I think that the Jerry Judy pick is an opportunity for them to trade with the pack with the Patriots and find themselves uh, a Mac Jones. I think that Mac Jones is damaged goods. That I bet Sean Payton's like, I love his tape. I'd bring him yeah, back.
1: Not bad. That's not bad. I mean, it's hard to look at him as being anything, but also, you know, because I. Are you, you kidding th- me?
0: He was at the Pro Bowl his rookie year. Like, he was yeah. a dude, and then it just fucking fell apart. And you know what? So was Drew Brees. Like, this is, I don't think Sean Payton is somebody who's afraid of a reclamation project. I, I love the idea of them, of him resurrecting a career similar to how Pete did for Gino. Yeah, no, I mean, I I can see that. I I, I guess
1: I'm just not as excited about my, Mac Jones. I just I think he's just fine. You I know? am
0: uniquely excited about Mac Jones. And yeah, I, I, know, I admit it. I know admit it. how much you love
1: Mac Jones, and um, I'm and biased, you're
0: fully biased,
1: fully biased for okay. the Mac or whatever your team name was. It was that,
0: Return of the Mac for a
1: while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I can see it. I I just. Uh, I mean, I think what is obviously very clear is that the, the Broncos need to figure out something that quarterback, because, I mean, Stidham, I think, is a perfectly fine backup, but I don't know if he's consistent enough to be able to handle the job as a full, for, full-term thing. I think Russell Wilson has played his way out of... Yeah, he's done. And he, it, it's J.J. McCarthy's
0: he, been getting a lot of um, Jared Stidham comps. Uh, it's, it doesn't feel fair because of the you know, national championship and everything. But they're saying just like Stidham had potential. It never really hit. Same thing with the way like Bo Nix. Like honestly, like J.J. McCarthy could be Bo Nix except three or four years younger. Like it's just like it hasn't happened yet. Is he an NFL guy yet? He could be, but we don't know. And it's like, why well, I don't see J.J. McCarthy going 12th overall. It's insane. It's insane to bet on somebody who's a complete unknown. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Hard All to right. say. So okay, we've covered that. We covered. That. Okay. So as far as my Kirk fear, it's easy for me. And I thought, this is where you go. I think the Steelers are the natural fear. That's my natural fear, but I'm not afraid of it as much because the Steelers don't. The Steelers don't spend money on traded, free agency, whatever quarterbacks. They just simply don't. That's not their way. The same way we were talking about, you know, this is their way, this is their way. That's not the Steeler way. The Steelers invest on defense, which they have an incredible defense. And would, would they become a Super Bowl contender if they brought in Kirk? Absolutely. Does that make it terrifying? Yes, but the fact that it just doesn't happen. You know, the idea of a hurricane hitting... You know, Seattle is terrifying, but it just doesn't ever happen. So I'm not too afraid of it. What keeps me up at night? I think the Falcons getting Kirk Cousins could really invigorate that franchise because they got Raheem, who is a defensive-minded coach, a good one, and who has more young offensive talent? Nobody. They've got Drake. They've got Kyle Pitts. They got Bijan Robinson. And you just give those guys a young, you know, like, it's like giving them a, like, giving the Rams a Matt Stafford. It's like you just, you throw in a veteran quarterback and, and a good offense, and it just all clicks. And I just, I don't know. I feel like the Falcons are the scariest landing place for me. And it's not scary to, like, I no, They're going to ruin the NFL. But, like, I mean, that's where the damage will be done. Just an back there. Yeah, um, and I, I also,
1: also I think the the Falcons are an obvious team to to think of in this situation, considering how their offense has been built.
0: And they got the cap to offer that Godfather deal, the deal you cannot refuse. Mm-hmm. And to me,
1: the the most likely scenario, and to me. I think it would actually be great is if the bears are planning on taking, continuing to keep that number one pick is I think it is a scary scenario to have Justin Fields. You like fields. Go to the Falcons. Falcons I'm not afraid
0: of that. I'm just not afraid of that. It feels like a feel. It feels like a Falcons move, but like I'd be afraid of it if they had an offensive head coach, if they had a guru who could like, Make it work, but like I don't know, man. Yeah, Raheem it, it and that may be true, but
1: I guess the way I look at it is, and is the way that Justin Fields plays. He's pretty. I mean, he just kind of flings it when he throws it, and then he uh then he takes it with his legs whenever yeah. he can. And you, you have two guys on your team who, if you're gonna fling it, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Are pretty good people to have if you're just gonna fling it.
0: That's true. Like, who has he been throwing to?
1: Yeah, and the minute he got a guy, it started to work. Totally by that. And and you now give Justin Fields the best running back and a good pass catching running back mm-hmm. that he has never really had. I I just I think it can work, and um and and maybe I I guess I'm a Justin Fields sim- sympathizer, right? Oh, like, I mean. Oh. I just – I feel like he is not set to succeed. I don't think the team has ever been Oh, The Bears four.
0: of the past three years? Yeah. No, they haven't.
1: I, <laughs> I feel like they have managed him very poorly. Yeah. And they should have after – not this last year, but the previous year, they should have completely modeled their offense completely around of his skill set yep. and been completely okay with that. And yes, they brought in DJ Moore, which is a great thought. Give him a pass catching weapon, and he was actually very good with that. Yep. But they still didn't run the offense to the best skills that Justin Fields has. And I it do only think- until it
0: got a little bit later in the season. Did you really see that?
1: start to pop. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just wondering, and yes, you're right, because Morris is a defensive coach, but I also look at he has been in many different teams and has been able to, you know, he's a smart guy. Like he's been around for a long time, whereas, you know, yeah. Chicago's coaches have been kind of yeah. shitty. Anywho, that that to me, I I just think it's a really good fit. And I also do think that like if there's ever a team that wants to invest the most into their quarterback, I feel like that is exactly what like Arthur Blank is gonna make sure that they have the best quarterback that they could possibly get.
0: Well, this year. if I was the Bears and the Falcons called and offered me their next year's first overall pick. I would take that call. I would yeah. take that call, and I would take that pick. Um, I actually had – I didn't think the deal would be that sweet. I think that uh, – I mean, the Steelers I, – I, I see the Steelers are the scariest place for a quarterback to land, and that's why I put Justin Fields there um, because they got <laughs> uh, Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator now, and we know what he did with Tannehill, and it just feels like uh, – you got Tannehill and you got Najee Harris. I mean, if you, if you've got Justin Fields and Najee Harris, is that not just like Tannehill and Henry? Is that yeah. not just like that, but better? Like you, you, if the Steelers don't make Justin Fields and Najee Harris, the next Tannehill and Henry with Arthur Smith, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I I actually had a whole bit planned to have because I assumed Emily would be listening to this pod, but there's no way she's listening to it still that Russell Wilson and Najee Harris would be the next uh, Tannehill-Henry combo. And that would just piss her off. It would be like, what? Get the cheapest veteran quarterback possible. Throw him on there. He's mobile. He could get Najee the carries. He's got all the wide receivers. He's got a star tight end. He's got the six overall defense. You're telling me that Russell Wilson doesn't make the Steelers better? I'm sure that that would set my life on fire. Uh, suggesting that, but I think that Justin Fields is probably the best place in the Steelers. But the Falcons, I mean, if it happens, I'm excited. It's see TV, either way. Um, all right, I only have ooh, I got two more in there. Oh, I got I got two more, and then I got my scary one. Do you have any more left?
1: Nope, that's all I have. So right,
0: well, I'll run through the top ones, we're gonna explain it. The Raiders, we don't know what they're gonna do at quarterback. I guess I had them. They had Cliff Kingsbury in the in the in the chamber, and they let him go. I liked the idea of them trading up for Caleb Williams, but now I'm more excited about them trading up or not even needing to trade up for Jane Daniels because Antonio Pierce recruited him at Arizona State. Uh, but yeah, the Raiders getting that, I think it's fun, and it could, you know, depending on the success of the quarterback, change things. I'm not. St- like I'm not not getting sleep on that. Uh, I like the Lions trading for Khalil Mack. Uh, Ooh, that's good. I think that the Lions are a team. They're like, we veteran pass rushers. Hell, they could trade for Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. And I don't know if Harbaugh would turn that down. I think that the I think that the the Lions are in a, a real buyer of veteran scenario when it comes to pass rushers. Like if Von Miller is on the, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Von Miller, but like, yeah, just like collect them all, get them, get Joey Bosa, get Cleo Mack, get Von <laughs> Miller and chase that title in this small window that you have. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I well, I don't have any, any more. I, I
1: was trying to figure out the lions and I just couldn't quite figure it out. And because they do have all of the pieces. And while quarterback is an obvious place, I don't know if that is actually where their biggest need is. I do think it is more on the defensive side. And yeah. but I've had a hard time plugging into like is one person really gonna make a difference there? Like, you know, I I, I toyed with a little bit of like what Chris Jones there but I just don't you know, I I just don't think they, they don't would. need do- a
0: culture change. They yeah, wanna no. they need they need people who are hungry for a championship. That's yeah, exactly. what they need. Which is the like, opposite of Chris. Clowney,
1: a Jadavian clowney to the Lions would that's be a good a, one.
0: Yeah.
1: like would be a good one. But that that's why like I had a hard time kind of figuring out because they, they need something, but
0: they're not gonna wanna I mean They I got know. enough youth to get them through like, you know, the rigmarole of the regular season, but like Give them some veterans that are like, I'm going to come to you, like when we're playing the top teams, I'm going to show up. And when we get in the playoffs, I'm going to show up. And when we get in the Super Bowl, I'm going to win it. Like, you need those guys. And I feel like that's, what, that's where the Lions are. Uh, all right. This is my – so we're crossing into draft territory because I didn't want to do too much because we'll talk about the draft player. This is my draft, and I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, my draft and my deep free agency nightmares are the same team. Did you have anything regarding the draft in any of your? I don't had, I didn't
1: think that there was anything in the draft that was going to deeply change a team to be a, to a scary point. Now, the no. only thing that I think when I look at the draft, yeah. the only thing that I, I keep my fingers crossed and hope is I just don't want, marvin harrison jr to go to the cardinals that's a good that one the, that's a that really the,
0: easy good mind you everyone who's not paying attention the cardinals pick at four and everyone right now is projecting <laughs> three quarterbacks to get taken one two three so that would be bad for the seahawks we would well want and that. while i don't believe that
1: it is something that is going to change them for next year as being like being bad and then we'll have to deal good. with it forever I don't like the fact that Marvin Harrison Jr. will then essentially be a Cardinal forever. And forever. it's going to be a Larry Fitzgerald for 20 years. We have to deal with this guy. Don't like it. So that's why I feel like whenever I look at the draft, I feel like oh, how can we prevent that from happening? Because there is no way in hell. Right. If he is available at four, they will not take him.
0: Write they, letters to the Patriots. I think a letter writing campaign would help. And honestly, like, yeah, I think the Patriots would, it would be a mistake for the Patriots to pass yeah. on Marvin Harris. I think it'd be a mistake. Oh. Absolute
1: mistake. No, the Patriots should take him, but they have just so many other areas in which they also need that they could. And but that's rebuilding. Yeah,
0: but they're rebuilding a franchise. They could take. Michael Penix in the second round because I believe he'll fall that far and that would be fine you're you're talking about pardon Marvin Harrison with Michael Penix you wouldn't take that deal like there's more quarterbacks I don't know I just yeah I I think Marvin Harrison goes number three Um, and that keeps me comfortable and warm at night Um, I forgot to mention this one I think we package the Seahawks this is actually, you know what, that, no, you know what, we'll save that for the end. We'll save that for the end. We'll save that for the end. Um, this is my nightmare. We'll stay in the nightmare scenarios. Brock Bowers is going to have a combine on Friday. Brock Bowers, personally, has been the greatest tight end in football in the past four years. Uh, three years? Three years. Uh, Darnell Washington was on Georgia, and I always watched Darnell Washington. He went to the Steelers. He's gigantic. He's six foot eight, 275 pounds. I thought he he was like the number one kid out of high school. I was like, this guy's going to be the best because he runs like a four five or whatever. Um, just doesn't know how to play sports really well, but he is an athletic. He is the precipice of an athletic freak. On the other hand, there's Brock Bowers, who is the Hunter Renfro of tight ends, and he plays, he is the greatest tight end I've seen in college since Gronk. And Gronk was different. Gronk would win physically, and he was hungover during every game. Brock Bowers is a game changer at every level, and we can already see it happening. He should go fifth to the Chargers and play for John Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, whatever that Harbaugh is, he should play <laughs> right there. That's where he belongs. He belongs with a Harbaugh who's gonna play him on every down, like a Kyle use check, and then like a and then like a, a Gronk, and then like just running up the middle and like just do. Like it. Kyle Pitts, he should be doing everything and more than a Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was born with all the gifts. Brock Bauer is a gift. He is everything, and like. I am so afraid that he falls to the Niners. I am so afraid that Brock Bowers almost falls out of the first round and gets drafted 31st to the Niners. That is my nightmare. My nightmare is because Brock Bowers has a receding hairline and looks like a guy who talks about how good he was in high school at basketball. That he will not be drafted highly. He is a Keenan Allen type of athlete. Where, like, you're like, Keenan Allen. He's old, right? And you're like, eh, he's in his late 20s. Like, I don't know, he looks pretty old. He's not fast. He's not this. Like, a hunter-run for, like, he doesn't even be in the slot. He's just, like, he's a playmaker who has no visible athletic attributes. And yet, when he's on the football field and has a helmet on, you're like, oh my God, this is God's gift to football. That is what Brock Bowers is, and I swear to God, if he falls to the Niners or the Niners could get him, I might stop watching football. That's what it is. I might just stop watching football because I know that Brock Bowers is going to be good, and the Seahawks are have a, have an option of taking him at 16, and I love that. I just am not. Cross, I'm not. My hopes aren't high.
1: I would be shocked if he got past the Seahawks and if he got past the Bengals is where I also like. That's
0: good. That's good. The Bengals could use him.
1: The Bengals could use him. Because, but yes, I think it would be, it would be scary if he went to the the Niners. I just don't know. I mean, George Kittle is not needing to be replaced.
0: Well, but, I mean, oh, oh, shit. Well, if he doesn't get taken by the Niners, imagine him going to the Chiefs. Like, it's just like, you can't let him go that far. You, somebody's got to take him. Somebody's got to take him earlier than that. I would just, I would lose it. Um, we haven't talked about Brian Burns. Brian Burns is a superstar defensive end. And he's on Carolina with their ownership issues. And this has been a thing in the past where there's a franchise that has incredible players that essentially those players leave and go to the right team and change everything forever. Like Trent Williams went to the Niners, and all of a sudden they don't have to worry about left tackle anymore. You you may not like this, Jake. I'm going to say it out loud. We package, lock it, first-round pick, any other picks, and take birds. We do it package them up. We have too many wide receivers. I am a huge fan oh. of having three incredible wide receivers. Thing is, I think we could get by and I'm going to say this out loud. DK Metcalf, JSN, Jake Bobo.
1: No, I mean, you're not wrong. Like here's the thing. It's like the thing that I feel like the Seahawks need to focus on at the position in the draft that they are in, is that position. It is that defensive... Right. They need a pass rusher. They need someone who is good.
0: So Burns why is going to be 27. Is and going the, to be 27. He's that young. He's a superstar. But if
1: you can... I mean, yeah, it sucks. But also, Tyler Lockett has a contract that you kind of want to get out of.
0: Like, right. And, and know, what team... What team could use a wide receiver that is not only incredible, also talented at playing with shorter wide, re- with shorter quarterbacks? Like <laughs> Tyler Lockett is the perfect fit for what Carolina is trying to do. You pair him with a first rounder, some change. Ah oh, man,
1: is that not it, just the I, best? I actually really like They're, that a
0: lot. It's gonna I like be. It a lot. It's gonna be a win. We got to do it.
1: Well, and, and to me, if I think back, one of Tyler Lockett's best qualities, and I mean, I know he's your realtor, so he might be listening to this, but so huge, one of the Huge, huge fan qual-
0: of the pod. Oh. Huge fan of the pod. And I, oh. yeah, I literally just announced I like yeah, I, I wasn't trader. sure if
1: you passed this on to him and that he listens to it when he's commuting or something, but. Well, he's
0: listening to it right now, and I'm sure okay. he's not a fan of me.
1: Okay. Well, Tyler. Um, you know, some of your best times were when Russell Wilson had plays break down, and you were always there for him. And you know what? Why not go to a place where plays break down all the time, time. and you can have a number one overall draft pick who could really use someone to—I don't know—just catch anything that he
0: flings. And so, yeah, no. So I, what actually, a great I did, sell! Great sell. Great sell, best sell. <laughs> it's so a good, it's think.
1: a good spot. It would be a good spot for him. I mean, obviously, I, I obviously love Tyler Lockett, and I, you know, but I just, you know, it's. I think that he's going to be a, a, a someone who that the Seahawks, especially now with a new coach, are going to have a hard time figuring out how that's this fits in the system in kind of their new situation, right?
0: I would. I get worried that. I mean, there's no possible way that anyone takes. Anyone inheriting this team takes Lockett over DK. And they both can't coexist any longer than they already have as far as like cap-wise. So it's going to happen. You have to keep DK. have to you keep have. DK. So this is the best way I think about it. You package the deals. You send it over there. The cap works out. Everyone's happy. We get Brian Burns. Defense is back. Thank you, Mike McDonald. Um, all right. My last fear... Before we go to combine notes, it was gonna happen quickly because I got a pee, and I'm probably have to cut out some moments in the middle. Um, I saw an article today about uh, Mike McDaniel talking about how they built their running offense, and this is gonna feel weird. Did you see this, Jake? No. They built their running offense, the Niners, when it was McDaniel and Shanahan together. They built their entire running schemes off of watching San Diego State. With Rashad Penny. What? So my new fear is the Niners acquiring a very healthy Rashad Penny to back up McCaffrey and just outperforming him. Because why isn't that a possibility? Why isn't it a possibility that Penny lands on the Dolphins or the Niners and is just everything they've always needed everything they've always needed now that he's healthy like can you imagine oh the rage the rage i would have
1: that's that's an interesting i mean i i I can see it i i just it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to model after i mean i guess it's because he's a I mean, he's as fast as could be, and as fast and you look, and and as you look at both of those coaches, and then so you have okay. I see your uh, Rashad Penny, and I I raise you Christian McCaffrey, and you know, oh, you know,
0: the first time he breaks the an eighty-yarder, can you yeah. imagine how that would feel in a in a Niners uniform? No. No, I don't like it. Well, I mean, because you you got, I mean, you, you look
1: at, I mean, Raheem Mostert and 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 Wilson and and Achan are like three of the fastest guys there are, and and Rashad Penny is very very fast, incredibly like, he's fast. A, and so it doesn't surprise me or that McDonald would, or you know, would I, I, you know, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, I just think, I mean. The aspect that is just forgotten through all of this is just how injury prone Rashad Penny is and so injury prone alright well I I I really like Rashad Penny I just don't think I just don't think his body
0: likes him well I think that's the doubt talking alright I'm gonna take a piss and then we're gonna finish this up alright why isn't that working there it is alright that a the music
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Were you singing loudly during that? Not at all. It was just... I think you were. I think it that's going to make uh, me keep it. I think I'm just going to keep it. Was it
1: was the music.
0: I don't want to piss off our followers and just kind of ruin the you screaming while I'm gone. Uh, I tell you, our neighbors that usually don't live here now live there, and, and I have to like look out and see if like they can see me peeing, and maybe they can see me peeing, but like, yeah, it's fine, right? Yeah,
1: maybe that will more- Maybe that's why they're staying there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, man. You know, I maybe mean, it'll bring <laughs> us closer. Yeah. No, I'm totally on board with that. Maybe,
1: maybe they were just here for a, a weekend, and then they decided that they get to see <laughs> This guy take a piss on every, yeah, after his podcast eaten, nights. I want to be a part time. of
0: that. Yeah.
1: Honey, I think we need to stay here in the Puget Sound a little bit more often. This is where I
0: want to live. All right. <clears throat> okay. It is come. Time! Alright. We've got a lot coming up to us, and I'm gonna run through this as fast as I possibly can. Snake, I know we can't hang out for four days of Combine. So I'm gonna lay out some highlights. And then, you know, whatever days we can't hang out, those are the days we'll watch. Thursday is gonna be good. Winner. Thursday! Is- but it's the one winner. that's gonna be the me to do. Yeah. Well, that's good. So you can just watch the results on your phone. Thursday, we've got a guy named chop Robinson. He played for Penn state. He's been mocked to the Seahawks a ton, but that was more of the like I don't know when we had to be Carol. Uh, this guy can bench press 400 pounds and ran a four, four, seven. Uh, so he's got a lot of like athletic wise Micah Parsons comparisons. Winner.
2: Ooh, ooh Micah Winner.
0: Parsons. Who doesn't like that? Uh, he's six foot three, 250, and he had 10 tackles for a loss and five and a half sacks. Nah, you know, you think if you could do all that, maybe you'd get like, oh, no, 100 sacks, but like, hey, what are we gonna do? Um, love the name. Sign him. Chop Robinson, top level name, first round name. Um, Texas defensive tackle Byron Murphy. Uh, This guy is, I've always said that Red Bryant is what we were missing since, you know, um, the Super Bowl or whatever uh, that we won. And uh, this guy is a junior who has a 455-pound front squat, and he can run 18 miles an hour. That's a lot to front squat, and that's fast to run when you are gigantic, which he is cause he weighs around 340 pounds. I uh, had 24 tackles in a sack. Uh, he's just a beast. Byron Murphy second. Keep your eye on there. And then um, that's Thursday where they do the defensive lines. The defensive line. tackles. probably a bunch more freaks. The freaks are always on day one, but let's go on to Friday. I've talked about Cooper DeGene. Cooper DeGene is a white corner out of Iowa, and he won state (laughs) titles on the long jump and the 100-meter dash. NFL experts say he will run a 4-3. There is a white guy from Iowa who's going to run a 4-3. This guy grew up in a town of like 300 people. He's just the greatest athlete to ever come out of this area he played for an Iowa team that just completely emphasized defense and punting and I'm just if we do not trade our 16th overall pick to get Brian Burns I don't I mean this a long time until the draft I will not change my stance my favorite pick for the 16th overall selection in the draft is Cooper DeGene. And just give ourselves the greatest secondary of all time between Cooper DeGene and just all of the investments all together, just the, the entire package. Uh, I'm not just Witherspoon, like, just everyone together. But with a spoon and Dejean would get to play together for it. And that's a good thing. But it's just like, come ah, on, let's just do it. Let's just be invincible in the secondary. No one's tried it before. Anyway, he had five picks last year. Took three of them back for a touchdown and had 75 tackles. And he's 210 pounds and can run a 4-3. Yeah. Cooper Dejean, make it happen. All right, moving on to Saturday. Saturday is the day for all you guys who are like, I don't know if I can watch the Combine. I can't do Thursday and I can't do Friday. Saturday is the day. Saturday is the day to watch the Combine because there's quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. They piled it all in there for prime time. Uh, Let's just kind of like tell you what's about to happen. Caleb Williams, probably not going to throw the football. Uh, Michael Penix is going to make everyone shit their pants when he throws the ball really far. But his mobility will be also shit. Bonix, not going to do great physically. Just not going to do great physically. And uh, he'll do really great in the interviews. Um, Jaden Daniels, probably not going to run. Caleb Williams, probably not going to throw. I think you already said that. Uh, Spencer Rattler. You remember Spencer Rattler? Nope. you fucking kidding me. You don't remember Spencer Rattler? No. Spencer Rattler. When Kyler Murray left, right? So when Baker Murray, Baker Mayfield, first overall pick, Kyler Murray, first overall pick, the next guy was a freshman called Spencer Rattler. What a name, right? Oklahoma, the future of the entire thing, had a great year. Then they benched him because he started the next year like shit, and then. Caleb Williams became a thing. He was the new freshman, so a freshman did great, but they didn't win the championship. Next year, Spencer Rattler had trouble. Caleb Williams took over. That's how it goes. Spencer Rattler was, like, number one kid out of high school, super athletic, uh, couldn't beat out Caleb Williams, went to play for South Carolina. Their team is shit. He's going to be, like, a fifth-round pick. But I think that Spencer Rattler is going to show up in the Combine I'm just saying keep an eye out for him because that's incredible. I think Spencer Rattler is a guy, if the Seahawks called the name, wouldn't be pissed. Wouldn't be pissed because he needs like a year or two of grooming, but you're getting a dude who is, oh, I don't know, two or three years younger than Michael Penix and Bonix and probably has more potential. I don't know. i just not mad at it. Uh, wide receivers – I mean, get to it. I don't know who's going to run, but uh, all the wide receivers are going to be great for the draft on Saturday. Uh, but there is one running back who could be great. His name is Braylon Allen. He is 19 years old and at Wisconsin. He's 19 right now, and he has already done two 1,200-yard rushing seasons at Wisconsin. How much do you think he weighs? That's right. Two hundred and forty-five pounds. No way. Yeah, and he benches three sixty-five and has a 1.49 10 split. He is fast. He is gigantic. And if we didn't already have so many high prof- high drafted running backs, that's who I'd want on my team. Uh, he's another reason to wonder who would pay all that money for uh, Josh Jacobs. Because yeah, Braylon Allen's a dude, great athlete. Oh right, and then Sunday. Do you have any questions on all of the other positions before we get to the most important part of the combine, which is kickers?
1: I think you've, you've covered it very Good.
0: well. Good. Um, I was going to say neighbors, Romo Dunze. Those are the two people you want to watch on the wide receiver front, but we're going to go straight to Sunday because of the Finney football cap podcast. I did research. Let's check out our kickers. And our punters. There are five of them. First up. And most people, when I said there are five of them, just turned the pot off. But there are five of them, and I will go through them. Joshua Cardi, kicker out of Stanford. He went 18 for 18 in 2022, 13 of which were 40 yards plus. And he has the leg strength to hit 60 plus all the time. Uh, In his entire career, he's gone... uh, Oh, no, in 2023, he went 23 of 27. But there was a lot of wind. Don't worry about it. Cam Little, kicker out of Arkansas. He's the rare kicker to to enter the draft early. Somehow, he's a third-year junior. He's converted over 80% of his field goals in his three seasons, including... Most of them from beyond 40 yards and four or five from 50 yards plus. He's good, but maybe not great. The next guy is Harrison Melvis. Great name. Big kicker, one of the most powerful legs in college football. He's out of Missouri. He's been trusted to hit field goals of 50 plus throughout his career and can consistently hit 60-yard attempts in high-pressure situations. Ah, he's also had some pretty head-scratching short-distance misses, but who cares? Anyway, big leg, Harrison Melvis. I got two more, and they're both punters. Let's keep it going! Oh, shit, no, there's one more kicker. All right, well, fuck it. We're gonna go first. Ryan Rakow, punter at a BYU. The Ray Guy Winter out of, have you ever heard of Veradale, Washington? Never. No one has. That's where he's from. Veradale, Washington. Where is that at?
2: I'm going to look uh, it up. He's, he know, played, played at Central
0: Valley, that. Spokane. So I'm pretty sure he knows Sydney Sweeney. Ryan Reckow. Ray Guy Winter out of Veradale, Washington. He knows Sidney Sweeney, but it doesn't matter because he's already married because he went to BYU, but he is declared as a junior. But the complicated thing is, I don't know how old he is because he also had to have a mission in there. So like, is he 27 or is he 20? I don't know. This is impossible. Ryan Reckow, you let me know when you found Veridale. Moving on. I did. Oh, it is
1: south of Spokane
0: Valley. So it's near the Idaho border. Near the Idaho border. All right, we got Will Rickard, kicker out of Alabama, top kicker at high school, took go right away. He started as a freshman. He's now in his fifth year as a starter. Take that for what it will. Uh, he had a bit of a slump. He kicked in a lot of... This is kind of like there's not a lot of stats here. He just says his leg strength is decent, but he's never been tested on particularly long kicks. Don't love him. Moving on to our last bit. Winner. Nope, wrong one. Sorry. All right. Tory Taylor, punter, Iowa. It may sound like I'm favoring Iowa people, but it's their corner and their punter. It's kind of their strengths. This guy could have gone pro in 2023, but he decided he'd stick around. And in week 6 of 2023, he punted for 6 times for 284 yards with two of his punts landing within the opponent's 10-yard line. This man is a god. He has broken the NCAA record for most punting yards in a season for 4,479 yards. He beat the previous record record that was 85 years old by 700 yards. Yes, maybe that was because Iowa played the most primitive Amount of football we've seen at 85 yards, but still Tory Taylor. Keep an eye on him. And that is our entire woof combined report. God Thank you. It's too much. It was too much. I know. I know, Zach. It was too much. Um, all right. Well, we're getting close to the end. What do you got for the Hawks? Any, anything going into the combine, uh, it, anything it, it, going into free agency? Do you feel it? What were your vibes?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm just really curious because I think we don't really have an idea. You know, I think mean, this is the first time in years that we haven't had, like, an inkling of what, like, a Pete Carroll would do. So I'm right. very curious. Like, wow, well, I know, sh- you know, John Snyder is there, and he's going to be pulling most of the strings on all of this. I'm really curious to see how this draft is different from what they've done in the past with Pete Carroll not being, you know, being one of the the figureheads there, you know, Mm -hmm. making these decisions. So, yeah, I I mean, I know that they have mentioned that Pete Carroll is still involved with the Seahawks. I doubt that is – truly the case i think that <laughs> hey, we don't want to fire you but we don't you know uh i don't think that he's going to have much to say about any of this at least in this first year and i am just very curious to see the change in the way that they do things with Pete Carroll not being in charge so i right. so, so I'm, I'm very curious
0: well yeah, I, I too. I, um, I am I'm most curious to see if they're going to continue the success like if, if McDonald like buys into the players that are there already because he's with the same GM. So you got to believe that he you don't have to believe, but you could believe that he's buying into the team that's already there to a point and that him and the GM are working together to maybe repair the weaknesses that they both see in the team. Does that mean that there's going to be a big youth movement? Are we going to lose Quandary Diggs? Are we going to lose Jamal Adams? Are we going to lose Bobby Wagner? Are we going to lose all of these older players that have been on the team forever and been like a culture piece? And are we going to restart? Are we going to bring in new culture pieces or are we going to bring in plays players like Calais Campbell that McDonald's been successful with in the past? Are we gonna build a win now team or a win a couple years from now team? And I'm curious, super curious. I don't know. You know, with the cap you can make it work either way. You know, you you pile it on with veterans and you 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 build yourself a scenario you can clear house in a year or two if it doesn't work. He's got a six year contract, he could go either way. Um I am convinced that we want Penix to fail. I'm convinced that we want Penix to fail because if Penix doesn't fail, that means Grub. Eh. I mean, if Penix does fail, it means Grub made a bust work. That means like Grub is worth the offensive coordinator position. You know, like you know, it's hard to say, but like yeah, if you've got a quarterback success and then you go to the NFL and like you can't create recreate that success, you know, it's like I don't know. I just I feel like if Penix busts, I'm going to have a little bit more faith in Grubb. And that's just me. And I, maybe I'm well, an I,
1: asshole. What I do think will be interesting is that everywhere that Helen DeBoer has been, Brian Grubb has also been. True. So you also guess that. Yeah, you want DeBoer to be a bust, too. Yeah. Now that they are apart. Yeah. We'll get a good idea of who is the person who is the, the mastermind of how they have been winning. Is it a, is it? Is Sorry, is it Grub or is it DeBoer? Right, like we will. I mean, DeBoer has the edge on the fact that he can continue to recruit people to Alabama, but Grub is also in the NFL, and right. he is the best talent that he could possibly have. So mm-hmm. we will see. It'll Proofy be a concept. very interesting. Yeah. Like I hate the fact that we hired a UW, you know, offensive coordinator for our offensive coordinator, but I do think that the it um. I do think he is one of the more interesting hires because I think that there's an element of like, they're not going to want to hire someone who is, you know, where we have a brand new head coach, never been a head coach before. They didn't want to bring someone in who is going to have, you know, this like history in the NFL of the way things have been done. I think that, he wants to try something new he wants to try something like young and that's what i'm kind of getting from the hires that that uh, mcdonald has done right mm-hmm. like is i i i truly think that he wants to rejuvenate this with like kind of like a new system and i'm mm-hmm. really curious to see how that works you know, where we've been working with the Pete Carroll old way of doing things, like the old NFL, it'll be really interesting. I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be a hopefully fun year, but it could be awful.
0: It'll well. be funny the way there's, there's, there's fun. I mean, there's fun trying finding that proof of concept and thinking, yes. Yeah. Another thing I want to say with the combine, I forgot to mention this, Jaden Hicks, safety, Washington State. Uh, if he performs well at the Combine, he could be a first-round pick. I think that would be good. That would be good for the brand. That would be good, all right. I don't think the Seahawks will yeah. take him unless we get rid of Quandre and some of first, No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. But um, anyway, I think he'd be a good fit for, like, the Packers. Um, all right. We're near the end. I'm going to give you, as is tradition, your time. And, I mean, well, fuck, we've covered it all. But, hey, man, you've got your time. You've earned it. You've earned your time. I want you, whatever shit you want to rant about for the last minute, that's not the right thing, Uh then it's all yours. A minute and 40 seconds for you begins now. Oh, this is obviously my favorite podcast.
1: No way. Did you? Yeah you think it would be something I would, but I don't. I've been nursing this two drink that I created early in the podcast, and I will tell you it's hitting me now. And Great. so this is perfect. So, I, it, for, for, for those that you didn't hear, because I don't think the podcast was on, I made a drink because I'm in my tiki bar. I made a tiki drink. Yes. And um, after I got done with making it, I saw at the bottom it says made for two people. Well, here I am. One person, and uh, you turn off the music. I didn't,
0: I I didn't, I didn't, didn't, well, I did, I did, but you keep going. It's fine, I'll fix it. There you go. You're back.
1: I was trying to time this up. No, no, you're doing great. You have plenty of time. (laughs) But my timing is off because I've been drinking a two-drink for one person for the last hour and a half. Uh, But, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's the off-season. It is the time to have fun. It is the time to reminisce about the finicky league and what we could have done right and what we could have done wrong. And, uh, well, here we are. I <laughs> don't have much more to say about that. I could be like Bottom and talk about the Blazers. I could be that's like... Bla-
0: that's Bottom territory. You don't want to play with yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I'm not, I'm not going to do that
0: um snake we're yeah. gonna keep doing this throughout the uh <laughs> the dark months as they get into the brighter months and soon the draft will come and we'll conquer that as well snake great job this has been gabinaki and good night i think that was good that was a good timing i think we nailed it well that <laughs> as usual